Cast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. Subculture. And overall, overall bad Welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio with your hosts, your hosts Dave, Dave and Sean. Hello, hey, I guess we're approaching the holidays. Who cares? Rock and roll is in a very weird place right now. Uh, Captain Sexy is also in a weird place right now because he's not with me. He'd be safer with me. He would tell you different. Big thank you to Electric Prawn and D-Factor for the tunage. That's what you hear in the background. And that opening riff. Electric Prawn. Hey, if you want a good double feature right now, I'd say go um, go to Shutter and watch Fender Bender and Piwacket as a double feature. Just saying. And how about Baku Asku and Fashion Trashin's Halloween Spooktacular? That was amazing. Production was amazing. Go to YouTube. Look up Baku, Askew, Fashion, Trashin, and watch them sock puppets go crazy. Because you too could be a sock puppet. Soon, my Pirate Brothers band, Brandon Sparrow. Yes. So, I would say self-proclaimed pirate. I call him that. So, I self-proclaim him as a pirate. Brandon Sparrow, false positive. We'll be hearing them soon. Uh, with, of course, actually, we're going to have like a bunch of bands here. Um, so, Hello Noon, false positive. Now, Hello Noon is like Green Day meets Weezer. Um, then we're going to get some pure metal from Black Spirit Crown. And new stuff from Machine Man Records. We always look forward to that stuff. Always. But yeah, false positive next time. My brother, Brandon Sparrow. Long story behind that. Good music. Garage rock, metal rock, whatever you want to call it. It's just good rock and roll. But he is a pirate. What do you think, Brandon? Anyway... Uh, now, coming up, you're going to meet Margarita Monet. She is the lovely lead singer and, well, vocalist of the band, Edge of Paradise. Versatile, charming, and a humble artist with so much more to come. This is Kettle Whistle Radio. Folks, friends, and fiends, I want to welcome to the show um, a, a new 
cast member, if you will. Uh, we've got Margarita of Edge of Paradise. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time here. Um, found them kind of by mistake. But Margarita, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you for the introduction. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Oh, lovely, lovely voice. Incredible band. Um, what is your state of mind at the current moment right now with the way things are going right now? How do you feel right now? <laughs> That's a hard question. I know. It's like <laughs> one day it's fine. Next day it's like, oh, my God, another lockdown. Germany, what? Right. So, yeah. um, I mean, we're excited that the music is out. We're just itching to get back out on tour. So, but... I'm just excited, you know, to get the music that people are enjoying the music. So oh, heck doing yeah. good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Germany. I, I'm going to get into that later. But um, uh, you are L.A. based, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. OK. And um, before I delve into Edge of Paradise, um, I've got to know, like, I noticed your art. I love your art. Oh, thank you. Thank yes. you so much. Well, I'm a comic book guy, and this is a comic book show uh -huh. as well. We cover, if we can, uh, artists that, you know, whether they draw, write, or whatever. Um, but your artwork is amazing, and I really enjoyed looking at that on the website. We'll get into that website later. Lots of fun. Do you do anything, like, story-wise with your artwork, or is that just inspirational for the music? Um, yeah, you know, right now it's mainly for the music. For example, like for this album, I think I'm going to put together a book of lyrics and art because I, I'm doing an art piece for each song. Oh, and actually, wow. we just filmed a, a music video for one of the songs called Believe. And mm -hmm. uh, that song is very story driven. And I painted the story of the song. So they're all in the video. So it's kind of a first for us to do it that way but it's something different and do it's it. kind of cool because you see me paint it in the videos so um yeah but it, it's fun i love i love art i love everything that has to do with art so it's and really fun for me to do that's all yours all that artwork that i see on that website is all you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i love it i love it i love it um yes and these days when people like aren't paying for their music it's always good to have like an alternative means or something else for people to go purchase. Yeah. Um, and now yeah. we are talking about, of course, the new album, The Unknown. Yes. And that dropped, when did that drop? The summer or am I a little behind? Oh, it dropped September 17th. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, guys and girls, uh, folks, friends, and fiends, it's a solid record. Um, and I, when I tell, when I tell people you got to buy your music, you guys give more meaning to that. Um, the box sets, you have all these things that you guys put on, on, on the website and there's vinyl, but the box mm -hmm. set, it's like two CDs, you get merch, you get t-shirts. Um, but I can't talk enough about the unknown. Um, I don't want to categorize you and I, I will say this, Margarita, um, I don't want to compare you to other bands that you may emulate because I, I like you a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you, how would you describe your music? Um, you know, it's always a difficult question because like Dave and I, we started the band and we came from completely different backgrounds. And honestly, I didn't grow up on rock or metal or anything close to the genre. I kind of grew up playing classical piano and like mm. theater and all that stuff. So everything was really new to me. Um, I mean, I, I kind of started to get into like corn and Symphony X nice. and like Nine Inch Nails. 
Uh, but that was like much later in life. And when I met Dave and like, I, I knew I wanted to create something, but it was, you know, he comes from heavy metal background and he comes from bands. So he was like, let's make a band. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I kind of fell into this and I had to sort of um, carve my place and and figure out what I wanted to sound like and all that stuff and it took sort of years to figure it out uh but I think you know with uh, like Dave's heavy guitars and I think I bring more of like the melodic sound and more of like cinematic because I love I love movie soundtracks and I do like the keyboards on the tracks so I think merging that together uh, maybe there is like a bit of Ramstein, maybe a bit of um, with Evanescence. I don't know. It's so hard to say. Um, you definitely hear some of like the um, movie soundtrack influence, like especially on a new album as well. So I, I'm always curious to hear what people get from it. You know what, what they categorize because a lot of the songs, like some of the songs are more metal, some of the songs are more melodic, mm-hmm. some of the songs are more. Uh, even like pop rock, some are more electro. So um, it's always hard to just categorize it in one thing. I agree. Um, yes, I noticed that listening to it, your, your music, it's a symphony. Like every song is so full sounding and layered, but it, it seems like you could, you guys do it on stage live just as well. Uh, well, it would be cool to one day, like one of my dreams is to, you know, of course, have a spaceship on stage, but <laughs> hopefully it'll come with an orchestra <laughs> and like grand piano. I mean, it would be really cool to do all of it because on the record, it is very layered and there's so much. So on stage, like a lot of what I do, you know, on the keyboard and strings and all that stuff it's on the backing track so because we want to want it to sound like the album but what you know one day hopefully we can add like a or an orchestra so they can play it all live i think that would be super cool oh my god no there's such potential there for uh, movies music tv soundtracks that's immediate it was something i wanted to touch on but i was going to hit on it later but i also um when I, I i listened to that acoustic set on your website and that is just plain amazing. It shows your range, your texture of your voice, and it's just so acute, like how and like kind of angelic and haunting at the same time. Thank you. Yeah, that's a big compliment. So, um, yeah, we always try to like. I love to have dynamic in the music. Mm. So, like, it goes from. So it's almost like takes you on a trip through like an experience yes. through the song. Yeah, so thank you. That's Thank you for saying that. Oh, well, yeah, I couldn't not notice that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, if you go to the website, folks, and we'll get, we'll get into all that at the end of the show, where to find everything. But yeah, the acoustic set is something you... Uh, like. I didn't expect it from you guys, because uh, I'm, a, I'm a metal guy. And, um, but when you can surprise me like that, it, it's, it's eye-opening. And I'm like, wow, she's got me listening to an acoustic set. And is that Dave doing the guitars? Yeah, he does the guitars. We're actually the Digital Paradise song. I think we're we actually already did the acoustic version of it. So what we usually do is I um, pretty much play, you know, play it on the piano, and then Dave adds the acoustic guitars, and it kind of changes the song a little bit. Uh, so it's almost like a different side of the song. Totally. But yeah, 
Um, so. Yes. I, was piano your first thing before you knew you could sing? Yeah, for sure. Kind of got that impression. I don't know why, but when did you discover that you could sing like that? Um. Well, I sang, I sang a little bit like musical theater here and there, but nothing crazy. Um, probably when we started the band, I sort of had to learn, so I didn't, you know, <laughs> didn't suck eventually. My God, but um, it's, it seems you know? so. It seems so natural. I I would never say that it sucks. Um, <laughs> no, it, it it. But it's also alarming how strong your voice is, and then you you go through the octaves like it's. It, I, I'm pretty amazed. I'll just say that. Um, how were you discovered as a band? Was it you first, or did they find you? Um, well, Dave and I, we went through a lot of different members. And um, are, are you talking about, like, the rest of the group? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, we had a few members for a while. But then, like, John, he was our drummer, and Nick okay. on bass. Um, David, our second guitarist, has been with us for a very long time now. Um, but yeah, like as the band started to evolve, like we started to tour more. And, you know, sometimes like people, um, they can't just, you know, their lives don't really allow it. Of course. Um, yeah. So that's sort of <laughs> bound to happen. You know, you have some new band members. And now like Jamie, he's, he's been in the band for a while now. He's a really solid drummer and he's super creative. So we're really lucky to have him. Um, and we have uh, Justin Blair on bass. So, yeah, I mean, I'm happy with the lineup now. It's, you know, we're, we're a solid group. And <laughs> we just, you know, we actually started to rehearse recently because you know we've been locked up for so long <laughs> yeah. and you know, oh, yeah. making a record is a different thing than like playing live so it's been really cool to finally like get back into it well, we want to give the folks a little taste here we'll play the title track the unknown uh from mm -hmm. the unknown album um but yeah i'm sorry i kind of i misinterpreted i like I, I thank you for the lineup because i meant to ask you about the current lineup i was a little I wasn't sure because it's hard to find the lineup sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but I, what I meant uh, was how were you discovered or who found you and signed you? Like, was it like one night, oh, one show? Um, yeah. Well, it's been a long, very long journey. Like every everything is kind of an uphill battle. So we really started from nothing. And huh. um, like the first first album we self-released it and then we signed a really bad deal <laughs> and then oh we yeah. signed with uh, um frontiers which re they released our universe album yes and um, i think the way it came together is we so we started to write some of the songs and we put out a trailer mm -hmm. and uh, we started to sort of shop around because we didn't want to self-release it and they were interested and we were going to japan the next month so wow. while we were there we actually signed the contract and um, that's, you know, that's how that came together. And then when, uh, you know, we went on tour to Europe and that really elevated us. But uh, then yes. we had all these tours planned and the lot, you know, pandemic uh, happened and uh, we started to write this album. And through this album, um, our producer, Mike Plotnikoff, introduced us to Howard Benson and Neil and 
they became our producers as well and they have a label judge and jury so then we started to we negotiated like this joint venture deal so it's like uh, one thing just sort of leads to one thing and the next thing all we do is just sort of focus on the music and keep creating videos and just keep pushing and then things sort of you know pieces come together um, and now, like, we're really happy with, you know, all the people we have behind us. But it's been a very long journey. Oh, man, no. Uh, and the website, I got a huge – I love the website. It's one of the best websites I've seen. Um, really? And I've seen Thank quite you. a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, there's so much there. And everything you want is there. Um, yeah. Uh, Thank you, because I them, made it. So. Did you? Oh, <laughs> nice. Well well done. Uh, tell them where they can go. What's the name of the website? It's just – yeah, just edgeofparadiseband.com. Boom. Yeah. All right, folks. We're going to listen to The Unknown right now, title track. Enjoy, and we're going to get right back with a margarita of Edge of Paradise. And thanks for listening, folks. Sometimes I feel like I'm alone. Sometimes I feel like I can't go on. The weight of the
folks, friends, and fiends, you just heard The Unknown. Okay, that is the title track of The Unknown from Edge of Paradise. We're talking to Margarita right now, lead singer and apparently a pianist as well, before she was a singer. Um, where did the band name come from? Uh, well, uh, you know, a lot of the cool ones were taken at the time. <laughs> I've yeah. never heard that answer. I've never heard that answer. That's awesome. <laughs> we went through a lot of band names, but um, I think because we started the band in Los Angeles and like to the outsiders, it kind of appears as paradise, you know, but when you live in it, it sometimes can be like a false paradise and like one wrong move and you're off the edge. I'm glad so, that you said that. <laughs> at the time, it was that meeting. I think now it's sort of evolved. It, I, it fits us, you know, the, like the light and the dark, the melodic and the heavy side. So Yeah, yeah the beauty and the dark. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've spent some time there, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and we're not just talking about traffic. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's worse now, by the way. Oh, I know it is. Oh, I know yeah. it is. Yeah, my sister lived there for a long time. Um, mm. So, all right. Let me ask you this. What was the most intimidating show or venue that you've played? Were you ever intimidated to get on the stage? Probably the first show we've ever done. But, Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, but after that, I think, you know, when we went to Europe for the first time, Actually, that and Japan, because we really didn't know much what to expect. And Europe, when we went there the first time, went to um, Amsterdam, oh boy. Netherlands. Yeah. And we were the only U.S. band to play at the festival. Everybody else was the European band. So we had that pressure. And then it was it was a really big festival. Oh, my goodness. And it, it was one of the biggest shows we've ever played. And it was in Europe. And we were just, you know, just hoping people were going to, you know, enjoy the music. But it was cool because a lot of the people that were there have been following the band for years. And wow. it was like the first meeting them so yeah it was just it, it was super cool and like netherlands it's so funny because we walked out of the hotel and they had like a huge um you know like how they have farmers markets here absolutely yeah. so it was like a farmer's market but it was just vinyl Oh it was my God. old vinyl from like that's like heaven. <laughs> it, it was even dave found his old band he didn't even know he had a vinyl and it, it was crazy. That, yeah. That's funny. So, so he found his old band on vinyl at a, basically a garage sale. <laughs> yeah. I love it. He so, probably, how do you feel about that? <laughs> he, he bought it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. That's so yeah. great. Uh, that's a that's another first for me. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Um, all right. So yeah, I, you already answered this one. I, I was I was going to say you guys have to be very popular overseas. But I'm wondering, like, how popular you are. Like, uh, Europe, you said, uh, Japan. Um, how were you received during that show, actually? Did they, was everybody, like, into you? Yeah, or? we were received very well um, because I think, um, like, we, uh, you know, at first it was kind of hard for us to 
think like where we're gonna fit because we're not super heavy but we're not like light you know so right, right. um but europe in general they're really accepting of like they they look at us like an american band like we have an american sound it's kind of funny because here people sort of describe us as a european sound that's so funny but we're we're neither that or this so it's it's always interesting how people react and uh, but, I, I yeah, actually Europe, know exactly. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> so in Japan, it was kind of scary because people in Japan are so polite, and they're collectors, so they're really supportive and they buy everything. And like the promoter that brought us over, Yutaka, he promoted the shows, and they were sold out. Like we were so stoked about it. And then like you play, and you you know when the song ends. People like they have to make sure it like the the sound just stops and then they clap. So for a second they were like, "Oh my god, they hate us!" Oh my god, <laughs> because they just it's just silence and then they start cheering and you know. But yeah, it's just it's so funny like how different cultures, like even in Europe when we did the tour. Like, for example, we're in Eastern Europe and people were just going nuts. And like after the show, they're all hugging and kissing you and like all this <laughs> stuff and go crazy. Then you go to like Belgium or Denmark and people are very like proper and stoic. Uh, yeah, and quiet, quieter. So it's very interesting. Very interesting. Oh, my goodness. Wow. No, I'm, I'm blown away by that. Um, I, when you were in Japan, did you? Uh, well, first of all, are you, are you a collector of anything? Um, I, well, I do like, I collect everything from different countries. So I always have to get something like from a different country. And I guess that's kind of my collection. Okay. But. <laughs> I didn't, honestly, guys, I didn't know that going into that question. <laughs> that, that sounded very like a loaded question, but no, I didn't know that. That's cool. So you take something from every place you, you go and tour? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Even sometimes I bring, like, I brought a rock back from Iceland, but, you know, because it was just Iceland. But, of course, like, you know, you have to get souvenirs or, like, little magnets or keychains. Or I like I like to buy cups from different countries, like, with, like, their artwork, oh, nice. you know. Like Steins? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Um, uh, let's see. I, this is – well, I got to ask this one. Um you're female. How have, have you come across jealousy with other females or musicians in general, uh, being who you are? You know, a lot of people ask me like the female question, but honestly, I never experienced anything Good. negative towards me. And uh, yeah, because, you know, starting the band, I was not very aware. I mean, of course, I knew that it was more, you know, male dominated thing, but mm -hmm. it honestly didn't really cross my mind. What we were kind of careful of, we always wanted to just put attention on the music. Right. So people don't say like, oh, you know, you just have a girl and whatever. Like you do have to prove yourself in a way, but guys do too. You know, I think these days <laughs> it's just, you know, being in a band is hard altogether. So yes. it, it comes down to the music and um, but I've been lucky, you know, I haven't really encountered anything good, negative. Good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Actually, that's refreshing. Um, I just wondered how you're received. And yeah, you're right. And bands right now, everybody has to really prove themselves hard. Um, it, I, that's something else I, I wanted to mention earlier or ask you earlier. Um, at being female, do, 
do you have you ever considered covering a male um, oriented song? Let's say covering uh, Nine Inch Nails or a I hate to say Led Zeppelin, but I have a definitely a, <laughs> I have something in mind. But have you, how do you feel about covering male vocalists? Have you ever covered? I think we've always I always cover male vocalists because nice. we we don't do many covers, but the covers we did. We did Children of the Sea, which is Dio. Yeah. We did Saints of Los Angeles, which is Motley Crue. And we actually have a cover <laughs> song coming out December 10th. And it's like one of my favorite songs by The Who, Love Rain Over Me. No way. So that's out on the 10th. Yeah. Wow. Oh, male songs. Next should be 999. Kudos to you, my friend. Jeez. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I'm i inspired by you right now. Um uh, well, now we we were talking about lockdown. Like, how much frustration was there? Like, now I we 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 drove through the whole entire lockdown doing shows with bands, and they're all remotely sending files and putting albums together and playing. And you know, how did you get through the lockdown? Like, did you just jam alone? You and one of the Daves. I know there's a few Daves. Yeah. <laughs> well. I think right now is where we're actually starting to get frustrated because uh, for us, like the lockdown was, uh, it, it gave us the chance to focus on making the album because it, it was the first time that we didn't have to do anything else. We were able to just go in the studio and we were lucky that our studio is, was like right there. And we just spent the whole year with our producer mm-hmm. and uh, Neil from three days grace he was just zooming in from canada and you know we just made the record that way um and, you know it wasn't that many people so we were able to just you know go it was just us so in that regard i mean of course like there's all this stuff i mean we missed our families and we couldn't travel mm-hmm. and you know all that that we we all know <laughs> we all, all went through but now is uh, when we want to start getting, you know, go out to tour. And it's it's kind of difficult because it's still lots of unknowns. Mm-hmm. And like some countries are locking down again. There's all these restrictions. So it's just like I I don't think any anyone would have expected this to last this long. You know? Well, uh, well, yeah. Speaking of which, now you guys go back to. We were gonna just talk about the new album, but you go back to like 2015. Is that correct? Oh well, yeah, we started in 2011, but oh yeah, goodness. 2015 okay. is when we released second album. Yeah. Okay. Well, folks, we are talking to Margarita, the lead singer of Edge of Paradise. Talk about the new album, The Unknown, and we're gonna play another track. Um, I have a lot of songs I want to talk about, but I want you to pick the next track. Let's go with Digital Paradise. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Digital Paradise, folks, off The Unknown. And if you want to tell people where to find your music, that would be great. Yeah, you can find it wherever you listen to music, which is, you know, Spotify or Amazon, wherever your heart desires, you just search Edge of Paradise. Well, and if you like CDs and vinyls, edgeofparadisestore.com. Thank you. You see, we do support our... our when I started this, um, music started becoming free because of stupid Napster. I grew up in a time where music, you paid for your art. And we always promote paying for your art. So, like, are you on Bandcamp? I thought I saw that. No? Um, I don't think the new album is on Bandcamp because, okay. yeah, the 
label they don't do that for some reason but like we said earlier you got those box sets you got the merch you got the t-shirts yeah. i want one of those damn t-shirts. yeah we, we have a lot of stuff <laughs> you got a lot of stuff crazy yeah and hopefully <laughs> some merch. art coming up soon all right we're gonna get right back with margarita and uh here's digital paradise off the unknown and thank you for listening folks
the dark, but you should be. There are things that's well here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle, fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. This is Mario. And Sarah. From, from Spotlights. Spotlights. And yes. you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Rock. That was tight. <laughs> really tight, actually. <laughs> All right, folks, friends, and fiends. We're here. Edge of Paradise, we've got Margarita, lead singer. She's lovely. She's gorgeous. She's got this incredible voice and range. Plays piano. We found that out. Of course, if you go to their website and check out the acoustic set, you'll get the. You'll really understand where her voice is. Now, Margarita, off topic, uh, favorite horror movie? Is anybody in the band, are, are you guys horror movie fans? Um. Yeah, some of us are like very horror movie fans. I, I'm a fan of a lot of movies. I think horror ones. I. It's so funny when I tell this to people. Like they, their jaw drops. I. So I grew up in Russia, and um, I used to just watch. You know, like X Files, and I think I was like eight, and I saw Silence of the Lambs. I don't know how my parents let me watch that movie, <laughs> but that got stuck in my head. Um, but you know, it's it's a great movie for what it is. Um, I lo- I love psychological thrillers. Okay. In a, I, I'm not into like too gory horror movies, but well, they, I they really get like boring. That they get boring stuff. when there's too much gore. You take away the story, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I loved when it was a kid. Like I watched every Hitchcock movie. I mean, it's not wow. like it doesn't compare it to horror movies now, but I, I love that sort of suspense, you know, genre. Not, yeah. Horror. All right. Cool. Very cool. Um, interesting. You said Russia. Uh, kind of got the idea. But we have a Russia, a Russian following. We have a <laughs> European following too. Nice. Yes. 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 Yeah. You. you well, <laughs> you're gonna hear about it after all this. I'm sure. Um, do you have a favorite song off of this record or even past records? Is there one that like when you do it, like it's mm-hmm. a little too, too much for you? Like, let's think Jonathan Davis, he would, uh, corn, he would not do daddy live for the longest time. Do you, mm-hmm. ha- do you have that moment? In that regard, I think, well, yeah, I would have to pick the, the title track, the unknown. I, I mean, I would love to perform it, but it is one of the songs that like, it just holds a lot of meaning. And that song is just my heart and soul and uh, hmm. just what it means to me and what I want it to mean to other people. And I think it's one of those songs that, you know, it's kind of gives me chills every time I sing it. No, 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 it, it, just it was in chills. a dream before. 
like we still do it in a dream but the unknown is like a whole new level for us so i would have to go with that i found you with um 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 universe uh and yeah yeah that's when i i heard that and it just kind of blew me away but yeah yeah that that's off of wow that goes back what and uh 2019 no not that long yeah universe is the the, actually 2019 2019, it feels very it feels just like we recently released it just because you know the lockdown happened and time sort of started to pass way quicker because we were supposed to do so much touring off of universe yes but we only got to do one tour so that album is still very fresh to us it it really is it's also new like like this show is too like we have uh, millennials we have 50 year olds 60 year olds yeah it's you're gonna be new to somebody today and um, mm-hmm. that song, when it, I played that, I, I, I played it for, um, you're going to laugh at this. I played it for uh, Def Leppard fans. I played, oh. I'm a huge, <laughs> I, I, you're laughing, <laughs> laughing. Um, I'm a Def Leppard fan. <laughs> I grew up hey, with them. Def Leppard, you know, Def Leppard has like four choruses in in their songs. Amazing. In each song. So I love that. I'm all about the catchy choruses. They're just amazing people all together. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I'm a Def Leppard. I did play that for Def Leppard fans all the way to Evanescence fans. I played Universe. And oh. um, I created new fans for you because they're like, uh, how did you turn me on to something new? I, I've hated everything since Def Leppard. <laughs> and they heard that like, wait a second. Uh, oh, somebody new is kind of good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you, you guys got some lasting quality there. I'm just going to say that. Uh, who have you toured That's with? I'm, I'm, oh, no, 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 no. I, please. Uh, but who, have you toured with anybody rather famous, popular, opened, or let's even uh, on the same stage? Obviously, you did festivals. Yeah. Well, the Europe um, tour was with the band Sonata Arctica, and they're a really big European band. They've been around for like 20 years. I don't mm. know if they're very, like, they're not as big in US, but over there, you know, they hold their ground. Um, here, we opened for Papa Roach. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. We did a lot with like, um, like, um, some you know b- band members from like Slayer or Megadeth, oh. like one-off <laughs> members. Like they sometimes have festivals, but yeah, you know, we we have yet to just jump on a big tour, which we're working on right now. So hopefully, I'll have news for you soon. Yeah, well, I hope so too. Um, I want to get into all right. I I I wish Sean was here for this, but my method, uh, my method, your madness. You made an industrial mix. We we love industrial music here, uh, especially if it can be played live. We love that. Uh, we're huge ministry fans lately. You know, but we love ministry. We love KMFDM. We go all over the map with industrial stuff. We, uh, Sixteen Volt has been on this show many many times. Um, Eric is a is a friend of the show, but my method, your madness. What made you decide? Yeah, hey, let's do an industrial mix. Was that you, one of the dudes? I'm sorry, one of the Daves. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always wanted to do some remixes. Um, this one sort of just came by chance because Paul the Carly, he's uh, he works with Howard Benson and he is the editor. Like wow. he edits all the tracks for this for you know the studio. And he liked the song, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, he just like, "Hey guys, I made a mix," and we we didn't know he like does <laughs> remixes or anything like that. Now that is so much and fun. Like, That's that fun. going on the album. <laughs> you know? That's so much fun. So, yeah. Somebody takes your stuff and makes it their own, and then gives it back. You gotta love that. 
I I loved it. Like we all loved it. We were like, "What's going on the album?" He was surprised. I was like, "Really?" We were like, "Yeah, it sounds awesome." <laughs> it, it does. So. It really does. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Leaving Earth. Okay, that one uh, hits a mark with me. I I see that as like an anime movie theme. Uh, Like it has an ethereal feel to it. Um, Mm -hmm. Like seriously, I see it like the beginning of an anime and possibly the end credits as well. I don't know if you're an anime fan, but definitely a sci-fi soundtrack song. Yeah, I love all of what you're saying. Um, I'm not that good. I'm not that good. Thank you. Thank you, though. (laughs) (laughs) um that song actually i think i wrote right when the lockdown happened and i was like leaving earth (laughs) so it it came together kind of funny um in that regard but um yeah the uh, the chorus came first the i think i made the keyboard thing um and then you know this record the songs came together pretty fast it never happened like this before i think it's just because we were very inspired and we were locked down in one place and we just had to like make this music and um yeah that that song i i wish we could make a music video maybe we'll make it happen like a really epic one you should feature your art actually maybe some anime artists that can you know intermingle with that yeah that would be cool oh definitely leaving earth is so much fun like that yeah i i I like that song that that that's one yeah i all right i don't know if you're gonna allow me to play um universe (laughs) yeah of course you're cool with that all right yeah Yeah. i I do want them to hear like a little throwback and then we'll get back Mm -hmm. into the unknown we're here with uh margarita of edge of paradise and uh thank you for joining us and i hope you enjoy this is this is off of 2019 so we're talking uh universe yeah and the title track all right
right back here with Margarita from Edge of Paradise. And uh, once again, all the best conversations happen off the air. There's a lot of Daves in this band, and I, I don't know why it makes me laugh. It's a good name. Um, uh, again, how many Daves? There's a, two Daves and a... And a oh, we middle... have two and a half. Okay, two and a half. two of them are two Daves, and, and then one is middle name is Dave. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just cracks me up. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll get them on next time. Uh, yeah. What musicians would you love to jam with, or who have you jammed with that we don't know about? Um... Well, we we jam with Glenn Sobel a lot. We ah. used to. He is a he's a drummer right now for Alice Cooper, and right. he, yeah, he is really fun to play with. But there is a thing in Hollywood called um, Soundcheck Live. Hmm. It in Hollywood, and uh, they used to get all these people from all different bands, and they would just tell you what song you're on. So you just show up on stage and you just go wing it. Like there's no rehearsal, <laughs> so, it's always fun to do those things, and you always see like people show up from like someone showed you know Johnny Depp showed up one time from Hollywood Vampires. And, yeah, sure. Like yeah, you never know who you're gonna run into and or play with, run into on stage, so that's always fun. That's got to be. It's a little bit weird, and I, you know, in some cases we're on the same boat because we just got into uh, iHeartRadio. And welcome, mm-hmm. iHeartRadio listeners. Uh, we're there now. We, uh, we have ridiculous listenership. And you wonder who the hell is listening to you sometimes. Um, yeah. I, 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 like with you, like you I, you just said Johnny Depp. And yeah, my wife and myself were fans, of course. Uh, grew up with him. He's our age. Do you ever wonder like who the hell is in that crowd sometimes, like watching you? Do you ever get feedback from like a celebrity? Well, one time we, we played um... – we were the opening band for the night and uh, this guy comes up and he was like, you know, I really liked your set and stuff. And it was the guitar player from Rage Against the Machine. Tom Morello. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Tom Morello might be hearing this. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah, because, you know, and it's Hollywood. So people show up. You never really know. But oh, no, he, know, he has yeah, a broad cool. appreciation for he must. He must really like you guys. Yeah, he was a, he was a really cool guy, and uh, um, but you know it's this really small world if mm-hmm. you think about it, like music world. Eventually, yes. everybody sort of starts to know each other. What what was yeah. like your favorite concert that you've been to? Like even as a child or a kid, or you know, what was your favorite like music experience before you considered yourself a musician? I saw Michael Jackson when I was six. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that was really cool. Wow, uh, that'd be an yeah. incredible experience. My God, yeah. Towards the end, I guess, of his career, really. Yeah, for him, it was. Yeah. Wow. I mean, well, not really. If I was six, it was a long time ago. I'm thirty now, so. See, I, I was, mean, yeah. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say your age. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That's on you now. <laughs> Yeah, it's on me now. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was a really cool show. I um, can only imagine. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I love I love big shows, you know, like big stage shows. And I really want to see Ramstein because they, they have, <laughs> I have crazy. I have. You have? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fire <laughs> and mishaps. Yeah. and Oh, fun. Yeah, I saw them on the Family Values Tour way back when. <laughs> cool. Yeah, they they yeah they pretty much infuriated everybody, 
but yeah. good times were had. <laughs> you know what? I, no, I can't tell the story, but I can tell the story. Do you know about their antics on stage, what they do sometimes? I, I've heard about their old one. I mean, the new ones, I, I know now they like throw fire into the audience and it like <laughs> flies back. I don't know what they do. Of course they do. Well, they, they used to do much more inappropriate stuff before they knew that they couldn't do it in the States. <laughs> and um, I remember going to that show um, and I'm not going to get into detail. Some people, if they own the home video, they know what happens. But I remember going to that show and there was a, a woman in front of us with her two, their two younger boys. They had to be like between eight and 10 and uh, her thinking, oh, family values, everybody can go to this show. And Ramstein pulled off their antics. And I just remember my wife and myself looking at each other like, oh, this poor woman. <laughs> oh, no. Scarred for life. Those kids, they're going to have such questions on the ride home. <laughs> so what was your worst band mishap? Like something on stage, something backstage before you got to the show? Yeah, one time in this, we were in Philadelphia. Oh well, that that, that makes sense right there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were playing, and all of a sudden we start smelling smoke. Oh no! And uh, Dave's amp just like caught on fire. Oh god! So that was, I guess, it was kind of cool, but it was kind <laughs> of not cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> thankfully, there was someone gave us some backups, but. Yeah, you know, like when you rely on technology and mm -hmm. sometimes it's out of your hands when something goes wrong and you don't really have a lot of time to figure it out and fix it. That, that always gives me anxiety. I'm like, oh, my God, like, please, nothing, you know, technology don't blow up or anything uh, like that. Yes, I so. totally relate to that situation. Um, where do you and your boys, where do you pull ideas from? Is it books, movies, life itself? Um, life itself, I guess. <laughs> well, well, I always have, um, I've always been like a seeker of something that's larger than life and just kind of pushing boundaries of reality. It's kind of like from the early age, I've always been that way. And I really love science. My dad is a scientist. So I always read up on, you know, what's the latest, what are all those things going on that's almost science fiction, but it's reality. Like, you know, Digital Paradise, for example, is based on the research, how they're trying to figure out how to upload consciousness into a computer. Mm. So... You know, it sounds like science fiction, but it's happening as we speak, and I it just fascinates me. So I write songs about that, or I write songs about like different um, ideas of different dimensions and um, just what the future might look like, and you know, different outcomes, and um, basically <laughs> just all the stuff that you know we could wonder. I like to write songs about it. Okay, so you get it from... All right, cool. Um, I just wonder, like, is it one of those, like, instantaneous inspirations? Like, oh, I got this riff. Let me call the, the guys up right now. Does that ever happen? Um, no, not really. It's, it's more like maybe I'm, like, playing around on the piano and some melody comes up and it inspires me to think a certain thing. Like, for example... Um, you know, the unknown sort of happened when 
th- that song is very much personal but sometimes like leaving earth for example i'm like thinking you know maybe one day we'll end up on whatever planet <laughs> so because we you know our planet maybe will die one day and it's not doing very well right now true i mean you know so uh, yeah and then from there like because I, I I mainly come up with lyrics and the ideas, and then Dave he adds a guitar to it, and then that sort of we start going back and forth. For example, like Digital Paradise, it was a little different at first. It was more I think it was called Find Forever, and uh, um, it was much more softer. And then he added the guitars, and then it kind of influenced me to add more industrial sounds to it. Nice. And that song evolved, and then it made me think like, let's make like let's find forever through technology, like through uploading <laughs> your mind, you know, into computer. So that's sort of how it happens. And then we give it to our drummer, and then we like demo it up, and then we go to the studio once we have like a demo of the song, and then we start rebuilding it. Wow. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. That you definitely <laughs> more than the answer I needed. Amazing. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, your videos. Who does your videos? Because they're pretty much amazing in production. Oh, thank you so much. Well, <laughs> we, you know, if there was unlimited budget, we would make movies because I love making videos. Um, two of the videos, Scott Hansen, and he's a filmmaker. So he really understood what we wanted and he really gets our music and he knows how to create that sort of cinematic feel. Mm. Then some, like My Method of Madness, we actually did a very DIY. We had someone film it and then I edited it myself. Um, then like False Idols, Robin August is also a filmmaker. He filmed it. I edited it, that one. Um yeah, so it depends. actually, we just filmed the video for Believe, the one I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Yes. And crazy, the guy who filmed it, his name is Nigel Dick. <laughs> and uh, he filmed the original video, Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, my and God. He, yeah, and then he filmed Baby One More Time, <laughs> Britney Spears. Yeah, still, so, I mean, it captures the song, yeah. you know. It, there's, yeah. You know, wow. Free Britney. Yeah. Free Britney. He, it's crazy. Like, he's... <laughs> He's, you know, he's older, but he has so much energy. We were dying by the end of the like video shoot, and he's like still running around and like has all these ideas. And he's like, we, we might remake Welcome to the Jungle and film like a video for it, like reimagined. <laughs> so, that would be cool. Well, it captures that live spirit, very like raw. You know, that's what Guns N' Roses were. Um, there's a moment too. <laughs> I really was going to hold back. I was hoping. Uh, w- w- I was hoping Dave would be here for this. Uh, there's a ZZ Top moment <laughs> in universe. In universe, the sunglasses and the guitar shift. I was like, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> that's our bass player Vanya. Yeah, he was, he he was. He, it's so funny. Like he always wore sunglasses, and now Jamie, who's our drummer, he loves wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I, I can't gotta, get away from sunglasses. No, I got to kick out of that. I, I love that. Um, all right. We're, we're going to, I'm narrowing it down here. Don't worry. I don't want to beat you down too much here. Um, did your parents or siblings or family turn you onto music to begin with? Um, well, my mom is like the more artistic one. My dad is a scientist, but he loves music and art. Right. But like, 
I did. Like, I grew up in Moscow, so it's like part of the culture. Like, every week you have to go to a theater or museum or see a concert. Like, it's just something you do. So I was exposed to a lot of it. And then my mom taught English at this arts academy. So she would take me to work with her. And because she had to work long hours, I would just take every single class. I would go from ballet to theater to music, <laughs> like every single class all day long. So that's a cool experience, though. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So now they can't say anything to me because they're the <laughs> it's their fault. <laughs> Blame. I I learned it from watching you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Man. All right. So false idols. Um. Where did that song come from? Uh so false idols is one of the heavier songs mm-hmm. in the record. Dave, he started that song and that riff. I think that kind of inspired me to write about just like the question why people follow certain people, right? Mm. Because we, you know, throughout history, there's a lot of, you know, not so great individuals that, you know, (laughs) did a lot of evil, but people followed it. So like that idea of what makes people follow certain things. And it comes to, you know, today like for example look at tiktok like why do people have you know like it's it's a really interesting phenomenon you'll notice um yeah kettle whistle radio is not on tiktok yet i don't think we will be i mean yeah it's not like we're overweight and ugly we just don't feel like doing it (laughs) uh matter matter of fact we're kind of skinny um yeah i just it's just one of those things i don't know social media it's like enough uh we like instagram um this is a good point where you should probably plug where to find all your stuff, all your socials. Yeah. So please follow us. Uh, we're a very social band, by the way. We love hearing from people. So Facebook, just look up Edge of Paradise. Same thing with Instagram, Edge of Paradise on Twitter as well. I do have to say we do have a TikTok, but it's just mainly. <laughs> no, no, I won't hold that against you. I won't hold it against you. We, we just didn't do it <laughs> Oh, my it God. Yet. I was avoiding that platform for so long. Just, I couldn't figure it out. Like, wh- what do you do on it? Uh, um, but we post, like, snippets from behind the scenes and some videos. So it is kind of cool to do that. And, uh, yeah. Our web store is edgeofparadisestore.com. We're on Spotify, Edge of Paradise, and our website, Edge of Paradise Band. So wherever you like to hear your music, just look for us and say hello. We love to hear from people. Absolutely. The CDs and vinyl. See, I'm still into that. I'm from that well. Oh, I love that. And you know, like if people buy it from us... We personalize everything. We include gifts. I make a lot of the stuff on like artwork and I make all these resin things. Like in the video, you see that pyramid. I make that out of resin. So if people, it's like an LED light pyramid thing. Nice. So yeah, we have a lot of fun with it and we like to personalize. So, so it's like people have a piece of Edge of Paradise at their house. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, I plan on getting at least two shirts, even though Captain Sexy, my co-host, is not here tonight. He might get a T-shirt out of this. I don't know. I have yet to decide that. I'm a little, well, he'll hear about it later. A uh, couple of uh, closing questions here. Um, let's see. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, do you have a cover song in mind coming up? Something you'd like to cover, but you haven't even touched it yet? Well, well, I had in mind to cover Welcome to the Jungle. I know it's one of those songs. 
<laughs> but I imagine a really dark industrial welcome to the yeah, jungle. Like, right. Welcome to the concrete jungle. Like spacey, like Blade Runner jungle. You I'm know? there. I'm there. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, I, I had a weird one for you, uh, and you're too young for this one. But I'd love to hear you guys do an industrial version of Lunatic Fringe by Red Rider. I think that song hasn't oh. hasn't been put to its potential just yet. I will, I will have to listen to it today. You'll know. Uh, you'll hear it. Um, and I can only imagine what you'd do with that. And yeah, that, I'm be, again, I'm being selfish. Um, let's see here, uh, female inspiration. Who like is there a girl you looked up to? You, you mentioned Michael Jackson earlier, the show you saw. But is there a female <laughs> that made you say, you know what, I can pick up that microphone, I can play that piano? Um, you know, honestly, I've always looked up to guys. I don't know, I like I just didn't think like guy or girl. Like I love, always loved Robert Plant. Um, then like when I started listening to metal, I loved the way Dio sang, you know, um, wow. no, but, that, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I love like within temptation, I think they're such a great band. I love Sharon DeAlto. Mm. I don't know how to say her last name, but like they're a great band and she's a great singer. No, like I loved Fred, Freddie Mercury. Wow. Yeah, like I, you know, I always loved, the, you know, that sort of. But uh, so many great singers out there, so it's always hard to say. Well, you aim very high, <laughs> very <laughs> yeah. high. I mean, really, that's cool though, because it ups your ante every time you pick up that microphone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Reach for the stars, right? Absolutely. I, I'm going to tell you this. Um, I went to, it's been a long time, but I went to an OzFest a long time ago, and um, there was a band called Artificial Joy Club. They were a Canadian band. And they, we walked into, they were the second stage, and this, this girl was doing the Immigrant Song, and I, it was like the first time you ever heard the Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. And she had the balls to get up there and do it, like, better better than i've ever heard it and live you know like and i'm kind of i'm comparing you to that because it seems like you have this thing um like all right i'm gonna say all right we'll go jonathan davis he becomes somebody else on stage uh he's a soft-spoken he's actually a very nice charming guy and you right here you're you're very soft-spoken very charming but do you become like this monster on stage where you own it <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, yes. I, I do. Because, you know, you you on stage is sort of, um, you know, the songs, there's a lot inside of you. And mm -hmm. then the songs carry that. But then on stage, you have to carry the song. So you sort of become that. Mm. And you, you don't even think about it. It just kind of happens. It's natural. It's just yeah, it's kind of cool. That's why I'm, I can't wait to get back out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait. I hope I get to see you. Uh, again, I, well, I'm from New York, but I'm in Pittsburgh right now. I don't know if you're ever going to come out in the East Coast, but I will find you if you do. Of course. Yeah, I definitely will find you. We come to the East Coast very often. Most Good. of the band is from the East Coast. Well, yeah. I'll let you know, or you let me know. I'll find out when you're coming. Uh, again, Margarita, lead singer, Edge of Paradise. This has been uh, just a charming experience, and thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It's so much fun to talk to you. I really appreciate that. But you have one more job to mm -hmm. do. You have to pick out the song we go out with. Yes. 
Let's go out with, um, why don't we do Believe since nice. we have the music video coming out for that one. That's so weird. That actually was a pick. But okay, I appreciate that. All right, so Believe off of The Unknown. And go to the website, folks. You will not be disappointed. There's a lot going on there. You could you could lose a couple of hours <laughs> on the website, which is a good thing. Uh, thanks for doing this. And again, all hey, if you want to hear all our shows, we're at www.fairlydarkproductions.com. All Kettle Whistle Radio episodes are there. We're on Twitter, uh, uh, at Fairly Dark. I, I'm just not a big fan. They know this. But uh, Instagram, dot whistle dot radio whatever or go to facebook and uh hit up kettle whistle radio page and um you can find them there too <laughs> that's how i found you know that's how this discussion started uh thank you again thank you thank all you right so good night folks friends and fiends
Society 13, Redefining Podcasting. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there. 